Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. We got a great show for you today. Listen, I don't know what you've been doing in your life lately. A lot of great things happening, a lot of challenging things happening, a lot of good opportunity out there. There's always opportunity for those that are looking for it. You know, it's like we don't want to be walking around life, Randy, looking for the negative because it's there. <laughs> we can find that pretty easily. That is very true. But if we look at life through the lens of saying, okay, there's always a positive side, the glass can be half full and we can find it. Really what it is, is it's about controlling our minds in a lot of ways. And I'm excited to share this show today with you as you've dialed in. You know, the Invest Well show, the goal of this show really is to navigate through some of the noise of investing and bring simple ideas and thoughts to you practically that can help you not only think differently about your money, but invest in such a way that can help you make better decisions along the way. Obviously, there is no perfect formula to do everything right and perfect every single time. But if you have the right information and if you have the right inclination as well as the right mindset, you have a much, 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 much better chance of making a good decision. And uh, Randy, I think that's so key because people are walking around today in a lot of ways, like as Zig called it, a wondering generality. Zig Ziglar loved him, motivational guy. You know, I, I liken it to the ball in the pinball machine, just bouncing around mm-hmm. from here to there with no real direction, purpose, or quite honestly, control, right? So we want to we want to simplify, have a direct and focused approach. Well, you said something interesting uh, a few shows ago, and that was during difficult times, there's always some people that prosper. And during great times, there's always people that don't. And yeah. I think that's, you know, it's it's how you look at the opportunities that are in front of you. Yeah, that's exactly right. There are always opportunities that exist. I mean, think about it just like what we've currently experienced uh, through all this COVID season, all this stuff. And people are like, ah, you know, and, you know, there's lots of roads that we could go down with that. But the reality of it is here's what's happened. There's a whole new market that opened up for somebody that wants to sell creative masks. Mm hmm. You know, somebody says, hey, you know what? What if we could sell companies masks with their logos on it and, uh, you know, make a profit on it? Well, that was a brand new market that didn't exist two years ago. Mm hmm. So there's always a positive. I'm not saying that I love wearing them or it's, you know, the right thing or depending on where you stand there. But the bottom line is it's a market that existed, right? I mean, people selling Santa hand sanitizer like crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I, I put it on my cheeseburger now. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, of course. But, you know, at the end of the day, new market that opened up. People are like, oh, my goodness, how can I get my hands on more hand sanitizer? Mm-hmm. And um, so all of these little things that are happening, I got a good friend that I connected with, actually his parents, uh, mother and father-in-law really, are clients of ours, doctors, business owners, whatever, great people. And we've helped serve them through the Wall Private Wealth and Wall U.S. Private Wealth brand for some years. And, you know, uh, he actually said, you know, I'm, I'm actually going to leave my job because I feel passionate about creating a new product that kind of is right in line with this, you know, clean, touch-friendly society we're living in today. Mm -hmm. And he did that. I mean, literally, in the middle of a pandemic, he left a job that he was at for 16-plus years. They weren't going to say you had to go. I mean, he had the opportunity to stay, but he did it because he felt passionate about stepping into something that is brand new. And you know what? It's super exciting to watch them grow. They got their product in development. It's ready ready to be tested. It's been tested, and now it's going to hit markets, you know, over the course of the next couple months. I mean, it's unbelievable but he had the foresight and the excitement about saying, okay, there's there's a shift here and there's an opportunity here. I'm going to take advantage of that. And I think that's the key when you look at what's out there. There's always something new. In fact, I did a Facebook post about that, Randy. There's always something new 
But if you're driving your car in the rearview mirror, you are guaranteed never to see it. <laughs> you will never see what's next if you're looking in the rearview mirror. Just the way it is. Very nice. Yeah. And then there's a shift in priorities too. My wife works for a company that is about 1,100 people and they cut back to about 600 and now some mm -hmm. of them are coming back. And mm -hmm. uh, my wife uh, called somebody back and they said, we're really happy to have you back. And she said, you know what? I enjoyed my time off. Yeah. I spent time with my family. Uh, yeah. We didn't financially struggle. We were okay. And I just kind of shifted my priorities. It's been a great summer for us. So that was yeah. nice. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, this show, we want to talk about the idea of simplifying retirement, you know, and I think that can be done by following a couple really simple steps, not to overuse the word, but it really is the case. And you might be in a place where you might be like, you know what, Mike, I'm only 30 years old. I'm not retiring yet. Well, someday, hopefully, Lord willing, you will be. So you need to be in a place where you're understanding this. If you're in the financial red zone, which we call it five to 10 years from retirement, right? Well, you need to be paying attention to this because you're going to start aligning your ducks in a row so that way you can retire well. And if you're in retirement, well, this is absolutely crucial for you because you need to make sure that you're, you're doing some of the things that will help you get to where you want to go, get to the finish line well. As always, we like to press pause and say thank you to our listeners. For those of you that are dialing in and do each and every week, we appreciate you listening. I know many of you have started to share the show as well. And uh, so we thank you for doing that. Thank you for your comments and feedback. Love to hear what's on your minds as you rate the show and give us your comments. And as always, we just want to take a step back and say thank you to Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth, also Wall Lehman, other companies that I have that have given the, uh, really the, us access to be able to do this show and the knowledge and the wisdom. You got questions about them, about your investments in retirement or just uh, financial planning, whatever it may be, business coaching, tax planning, all of those services are available by just going to leanonthewall.com. Just as it sounds, lean on the wall. You get tired. You had a long day, ran a marathon. Randy, you do that lots. <laughs> and you know what? You're getting tired uh -huh. after about 45 miles mm. away. You just make me laugh. And then you got to turn around and come back. <laughs> well, after you get back home, you are tired, right? So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit in the chair? If you're standing up, you're definitely going to lean on the wall. So that's just as it sounds. L-E-A-N-O-N-T-H-E-W-A-L-L. Leanonthewall.com. A lot of great stuff. Brand new website there, by the way. So make sure you take a minute and check it out. I don't know if you like checking out new stuff, new cars, new homes, new stuff. Well, it's a brand new site. I think you're going to love it. Leanonthewall.com. All right, let's jump in. Brandy? Simplifying your retirement. I know you are on a mission to simplify everything <laughs> all the time. Well, one of the things that comes to mind when it comes to that is... I, I hope you have more than one thing that comes to mind, by the way. It does. It does. I mean, you got a big brain. <laughs> you should see his head, folks. I mean, it's massive, <laughs> at least in his own world. All right. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about... I put shoulder pads on it because <laughs> I want to look at proportional. You know what I'm saying? Right. We want, we want that head looking proportional, Randy. Got a five foot six linebacker. That's me. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. 385 pounds, five foot six. <laughs> Get that picture in your mind, folks. And imagine him running 45 miles. Uh huh. And then hitting a golf ball. There Correct. you go. That's me. At the same time. All right. All right. Tell me what you're going to say. I know you got some good stuff to throw out to the people. So go ahead. Expectations. That's what I would like to talk about today because yeah. there was an interesting article. Very different than blind dates, by the way. Very much so. All you right. have some certain expectations, you may not know where they come out. 
<laughs> so you're going to talk about an article for the people. Yeah, there's a there's a survey company called Schroeder's, and they're out there, and they talk to people mm. right now and say, what do you think the market's going to do? What do you think your returns are going to be over the next five years? Mm-hmm. And the answer that came back was very interesting. 15% per mm-hmm. year. That's what people are expecting. And I yeah. thought that might be just a little bit out of line. And if you put the math with it, that would mean that by the year 2025, five years from now, the S&P would go, have to go to 6,000 and the Dow would have to be at 52,000 for people to have 15% per year in their investments. So, I mean, you as a guy who sits down with people, you have to temper expectations at times and you probably have to raise expectations at times. I mean, that's something, it's a little of a a psychology lesson when you sit down with somebody, isn't it? It really is. I mean, let me just say it this way. So first off, a lot of the expectation here from the uh, Schroeder's, you know, survey it was talking about the market, the stock market, mm-hmm. right? So to be in a place where we're expecting the stock market, the S&P, the Dow, et cetera, to return that kind of return, it's just unrealistic. I mean, you know, as you know, Randy, since reliable data has began in 1920s, the U.S. stock, you know, the stocks basically produce an average compound of return. Now, this is since the 1920s, since they really started tabulating the data. The stock market has returned about 6.5% a year mm-hmm. on top of consumer price inflation, right? So, you know, it really means that investors, you know, they're expecting twice that return if they're expecting 15% a year from the market. And that's just not reality. Now, there are other areas where you can invest money that have eked out higher returns, like whether it's in direct and private equity space or other things in general. There's no guarantees there, by the way. I mean, I was just looking at a portfolio of... uh, of some, you know, real estate deals that have been sold and they've made some really, really nice returns. The IRRs, internal rate of returns, Randy, are anywhere from, you know, 16% to 53%, quite honestly. So there are returns out there and I have that on my laptop. You know, I could show you the actual sales of it, right? So there are returns out there like that, but here's the thing. You're not going to put 100% of your money in any one thing like that. That would be absolutely not smart. Mm-hmm. We got to diversify because- that's what really makes sense. So I think when you look at the reality of where your investments are, I think the biggest thing you have to understand, the biggest mechanism for you to get to the place of consistency with your investments is to really start and have a consistent savings pattern. And that's important. Now, whether you're younger or older, that's something that matters. Now, if you're in retirement, I think what matters is obviously you want to diversify your portfolio. If you're looking at just the stock market only, And that's where you're looking to get your return. You're probably going to be let down from time to time. And that's one of the reasons, you know, Randy, we've talked before about the idea of the lost decade, right? The year 2000 to 2010, where a lot of people in the stock market said, oh my goodness, the markets themselves produced me basically zero or actually a negative return over that 10 year period of time. Now, what happened a lot of times is many of you, if you invested from 2000 to 2010, you may not have realized that the return for the actual market was negative. You don't have to take my word for it, by the way. Just all you got to do is go search, you know, S&P over those 10 years and you'll see the chart. But what happened is a lot of times investors, maybe they were working somewhere during that 10 year period and they were actually investing or they were saving money each and every month. So if you're saving five to 10 to 15 to 20 to 50 to 100, whatever the number is, thousands of dollars per year or more, 
during that 10-year period of time, well, you were investing money and in, you were infusing money. You were fueling your your retirement account. So you may not necessarily you could you may have looked back at your total number and said, okay, I started out with ten dollars and I ended up with twenty dollars or thirty dollars. I'm obviously you got a lot more than that in there, but I'm using that as a simple example. Over the 10-year period of time, you're saying my value actually went up. But the reality of it is the markets themselves did not go up during that 10-year period of time. But your value still went up because you put money in. So it's the idea of dollar cost averaging, adding and kind of working to your benefit, right? Averaging out the cost. You're putting money in on a regular basis. And so, Randy, what happens is not only those returns, 15% specifically to the market, is unrealistic based on what the markets have produced since the 1920s. But more importantly, it's understanding the fact that your fuel that you are used to putting into the markets, used to putting into your retirement accounts, used to putting into savings of some type of investment account, right, has now changed. You're no longer putting the fuel in when you're retired. So I think when you factor all of those things together, I think that kind of return in, in retirement in the retirement space is not realistic. It is interesting, too, how you can manipulate the numbers, and I think Wall Street does that plenty of times. You said between 2000 and 2010, we all know that the market did very well from 2001 to 2008. Then we had a terrible decline, and in 2009, the market started going back up again. If you looked at 2009 to 2019... Yeah. The numbers would be completely different if somebody chose that 10 years to look at. They said, well, of course the market will give me that kind of return. But you can't be selective like that when you're talking about your retirement, can you? Well, no, you can't. I mean, it'd be like a baseball player being up to bat 10 times, right? And they're in a situation where six out of the 10 pitches, they hit a home run, mm-hmm. right? But for every time they strike out, let's say the rules said, for every time you strike out, you have to take one point off the board <laughs> or maybe one and a half points off the board or two points off the board or whatever it may be, right? So in that 10 times, they may have hit a home run six times, but three or four times out of the 10, they struck out. Mm-hmm. So now you look at those period of time and say, well, okay, if we added one for every home run, but we had to take one off, for every time we struck out, you know, we're really not as far ahead as we thought. So you're exactly right. I mean, if you if you copy and paste or clip out negative times, you're in a situation where it's just not real. It's like looking at someone's life on Facebook or Instagram and saying, wow, man, their life is amazing. They travel everywhere. They're always happy. Look how white their teeth is. Their hair's always fixed. Their kids are unbelievable. They're running up and down in the picture, jogging slowly with the squirted water coming on them like they're doing a film. They must live a perfect life. Meanwhile, that's like 20% of their life, right? The other 80%, which has challenges and struggles and issues and, you know, all of the stuff that everyone else actually faces, people don't typically share that. Now, sometimes people do. And by the way, I love folks like that because they're being real. Like, listen, life isn't always easy, but I'm going to share with you the challenges as well because that way it helps you to see there's both sides to the coin. And so that's how it would be looking at markets. And it would be very convenient, Randy, if we were able to get rid of the negative years, but we can't. So that's why we have to understand achieving a realistic return is so important. So I think one of the things that that are crucial. I'm just going to give you two quick steps to have a uh, simplifying, we'll call it retirement. The first step is having realistic expectations. 
And that is, you know, the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. Uh, that is uh, the amount of uh, monies that you're going to live on when you can actually retire, what that looks like. You know, and that really differs, Randy, for different parts of the country. I remember there were several years ago when I uh, shared comment and I gave uh, some information that was then printed on in the USA Today. You've heard of the USA Today before, and um, many of you have probably read the USA Today before. But there was an article that was written back in April 22nd of 2014, and if you want to read the article, by the way, all you got to do is go to leanonthewall.com and click on media and just scroll down and you'll see USA Today. Well, the article was entitled, Why Even One Million May Not Be Enough for Retirement. And again, it was April 22nd, 2014. And so we had a conversation there and we, he was asking me, how much does someone need to retire? You know, the billion dollar question. How much does someone need to retire today? And, you know, my comments off air, and then he, he put some of it in the article, but my comments primarily were the idea, Randy, of, well, that's a, that's a great question, but there's a lot of strings attached to that question. You know, where I grew up in small town Pennsylvania, you know, you could probably, if you had all of your debts paid for and you didn't owe anything to anyone and you were living a very conservative lifestyle, you could probably have a million dollars and retire and probably make it and be okay, quite honestly. Right, because you don't really need a lot of money to live. I mean, you can live on thirty, forty, fifty thousand a year, sixty, with zero debts and live a, a decent life. Go out to eat from time to time, play some golf, etc. But if you live where I live now, which is in the Palm Beach area, there's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could live on a million dollars. I mean, you know, property taxes alone would just eat you dry, so to speak, so to speak. You got property, you got cost of living, you got just a lot more. So it's different pockets of the country. So I think having realistic expectations, whether you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, whether you're in Virginia, whether you're in California, whether you're in Texas, whether you're in Nashville, whether you're in you know, Pennsylvania, whether you're in Florida, wherever you are, you know, small town in Michigan, big town in Michigan, it's going to depend on what you need. So having realistic expectations is the key. So one of the first things that we want to do when we're sitting down with families, Randy, as we're creating a plan is saying, okay, well, let's talk about number one, what your retirement lifestyle looks like. You know, everybody might have the idea of going and taking a vacation every other week on a yacht. And some people that may be realistic option. Other people that may not be a realistic option. Probably most people, that's not a realistic option. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy retirement, okay? Uh, And maybe you have no desire to do that, and that's okay, too. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding what is a realistic expectation and then creating a plan around that. That way, whenever we create some financial planning, which is bringing in the right types of, you know, products and investments, whether it be insurance-based, kind of protected kind of investment structure products, if you will, or whether it be utilizing direct real estate that might give us some greater opportunity, but also have some elements of risk, utilizing uh, stock market-based investments, whether it's ETFs or you know mutual funds or stocks that are actively traded on a monthly basis, maximizing the situation, or maybe it's utilizing private equity, buying into private companies, and then incorporating tax planning and, and looking at every other risk that you might face in retirement from long-term care to you know legal risk, lawsuits, God forbid, you drive down the road and somebody wants to sue you if you wreck into them today. We live in a completely different culture. So all of these things are things that we got to filter through and navigate through when we're creating a financial plan. And I think having realistic expectations from the beginning, Randy, is so key in order to really get you to where you want to go. So you first sit down, check, number one, what are your realistic expectations? And that is something, by the way, that in my opinion, you need to sit down with someone that is in the space, in the financial space, 
I kind of lean towards the idea of having a completely independent lens that sits and operates as a fiduciary. That's how our firm's set up, you know, as private wealth. I really believe that's important uh, because you're sitting there and really saying, we're going to do the right thing for the client. We're obligated to do that. And then you have that conversation initially and walk and talk through it. I think that's so key. It's just like if you had a surgery, you're probably going to, Randy, sit down with a doctor in advance and say, doc, give me a, give me a realistic expectation of what my road to recovery looks like. I mean, you're just going to do that, right? I mean, you you did that when they removed all four of your big toes. <laughs> I don't know where you come up with it. <laughs> I'm kidding. All Listen, four folks, big toes. Okay, there you go. In all fairness, Randy only has three big toes, okay? So let's truth be told. But, you know, realistically, you sit down with a doctor, Randy. I mean, why would you not want to really – I mean, have you ever not gone to a doctor and had some type of surgery or something done or some type of uh, treatment done where you said, give me an expectation mm-hmm. of what the realistic road to recovery is, right? Exactly. You're back to work in four weeks. You're going to be on your back at home for at least a week. You'll be up and walking around in two weeks. You get kind of a timeline And I think that that equates exactly to what you do, saying, you know, hey, our expectation is we are going to shoot for a 5% uh, return on your money. If we get 7, we're great. If we get 10, we're great. If we get 3, we're almost there. And in the middle, some places where we're going to land. And I think that is one thing that helps people, you know, sleep a little better at night, knowing that this is my expectation, this is my target, this is my benchmark, and we're hitting that. Yeah. And whether that number is higher or lower is going to depend on, you know, what you're trying to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. And what you want to do and the risk level that you want to take. I mean, that's really the key because, you know, like you said, being on your back for four weeks, four months, whatever it may be, I guess it's not so bad if you're married, you know, (laughs) truth be told, I'm married, love my wife. So it's a wonderful thing, but uh, that's how God designed it, by the way. So, you know, don't hate it. All that to be said, you do want to have realistic expectations. I mean, you really do. You want to be in a place where, you're saying, okay, what is going to happen in my portfolio? What does it look like in the future? And realistically, what can I do? Now, let me say why that's so important is not just how you live your life, but also how you can bless others. You know, we end the show a lot of times on the idea of, you know, living on purpose, live with purpose, all that kind of stuff, planting shade trees under which, you know, we'll never sit. That's just not conversation. That's real. There's a lot of problems in the world. And I hope you, as you're listening to this, want to be a part of helping solve those problems. I hope you want to be part of the solution. And that solution can come when dollars are used and directed in areas that need help. And so that's all part of planning and what's happening. Uh, The other thing that I want to share, number two, so the first thing to help you simplify your retirement is having realistic expectations. The second thing is essentially being open to new ideas. You have to be open to new ideas because you are moving into a different stage in life. Whether you're not retired yet, you're five to 10 years out, or maybe you're already in, you are preparing for a new phase and a new stage. You got to be open to new ideas and new things that maybe you haven't done in the past. And I think, Randy, that's something that people can be a little bit hesitant to because they've just kind of drank the Wall Street noise for years and years and years. Hey, this is what you should do. This is the way you should always do it and whatever, you know, it's like, you know, it's almost like not to get semi-political here, but it's almost like the quote that's been going around everywhere when Biden says, you know, if you if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I mean, he said it. I didn't. Right. And you've heard it everywhere now. It's like, wait a minute. Just because I'm this color doesn't mean I need to vote for this party. I I do have the ability to independently think. And that's what we're saying here in relation to your investments. I don't care where you vote. That's up to you. I mean, I do care, really, but that's up to you. 
But what I will tell you when it comes to your investments, you have to be in a place where you have to independently think. You don't just do something because someone's told you that's what you should do all these years. I think stepping back and thinking, Randy, today, in a lot of ways, is a lost art. And I think there's wonderful things that come out from it. You may not agree with everything that's been said to you, may agree that it, with everything that's been said to you, but at least you're taking the time to step back and think independently. And I think that's so crucial. Last thought I'll say on that, Randy, to kind of bring that to light is, you know, you and I, we've played golf together. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, you know, I typically win, which mm -hmm. frustrates you. <laughs> but when we play, we're in a situation where, you know, your swing, your golf swing is different than mine. Mm -hmm. Because you're a different person, you're different heights, you have different whatever. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you need to swing the club a little bit differently and you, you need to use maybe a club that's a little different length and whatever it may be. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But it's like, it'd be like you coming in and using my clubs that are specifically made for me and saying, why am I not getting the results that I wanted to get? Mm -hmm. Because they're made for me, right? So you have to get clubs that are made for you. Now you're good enough in this honest, Randy is a pretty good golfer, quite honestly, a little side note, that you could probably come in and take my clubs and hit the ball pretty well. But you're going to do even better if you got clubs that are designed specifically for you. And you've seen, you've noticed that. I mean, we talk off air about how your, how your game's getting better. If you look at the guys who are out there on tour and, and we're all wondering, hey, my clubs are three years old. Maybe I should look at some new technology. Those, <laughs> those guys are changing shafts and changing everything every week yeah. to according to how they swing. So you talk about having something that is tailor-made to you, just like yeah. a suit, uh, golf clubs, whatever it is. I mean, that's the way you want to build a financial plan as well. Yeah. And what you said about every week or every other week or every month or whatever. I mean, basically what you're saying there is be proactive. Yeah. You know, I remember Zig Ziglar used to talk a lot about motivation. Everybody would tell him, he said, people would tell me all the time, boy, I just feel so good after I listen to you. I just, I'm jazzed up. I feel ready to take on the world. I feel so good. And then, you know, he's like, well, why do you wait to get down to pop in the, you know, back then he said, pop in the tape. Mm -hmm. You know, some of you listening to this are like, what is a tape? Is it like a measuring tape? Is it like something that you use to stick pictures on the wall? <laughs> no, is it called a cassette tape? Mm -hmm. You know, that you used to use pencils to roll up whenever the thing came out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, he said, why, why don't you pop in or let me just bring it to current culture. Why don't you press play, right? On positive stuff before you get down. You know, if it did so well for you when you got down, can you imagine what would happen if you actually listened to it regular, on a regular basis while you stayed up mentally? Can you imagine how much more you could accomplish if that was your routine by putting positive things into your brain? By a little segue, I got another show called The Michael Wall Show each and every week. If you've never subscribed to it, you may want to. It's a positive motivational show talking about life application stuff. But I think, Randy, that's so important when you look at your investments here, simplifying retirement. So number one, having realistic expectations. Number two, being open to new ideas. And I think those are both crucial. I'm going to land the plane here in just a minute. But, Randy, I'd like to give you the opportunity to say something valuable for once. <laughs> well, one thing that occurred to me as you were going through that, you know, that there's a reason <laughs> that the, the old saying is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I think mm. sometimes when people come yeah. to sitting down with a financial advisor, they're obviously in their 50s and maybe early 60s. And you feel like you've got a lot of life lessons there and you've learned along the way. But some of those lessons are stocks and bonds, stocks and bonds. And that is not necessarily 
necessarily what is going to get you to your ultimate goal. And yeah. I think it's very important for you to say, hey, look, you figured out how to use an iPhone somewhere in your 40s and 50s. That was brand new. It's not a Princess AT&T phone anymore. Yeah. You have, you've come a long way with your technology. We need to have an open mind when it comes to our financial world as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. So think outside the box, think differently, and know what you don't know. Two steps, realistic expectations, that's number one. Number two, being open to new ideas. It won't make the world perfect for you, nothing will, but it will help you in the process of going down the lane of really trying to do what's right for your investments long term. Well, listen, I know we've covered a lot of territory, a lot of ground. Hopefully you enjoyed the show, had some fun along the way. That's the goal share thoughts and insight to not only help you with your finances, but also let you have a little fun along the way as you're joining the show. And if you enjoyed the show and it really said, man, that was something, I appreciate that thinking. It helped me kind of think outside the box. I was also encouraged by it. It was a little fun on the journey. Take a minute and share this with three or four or five people in your phone right now. Just hit that share button and uh, pull up some texts to say, listen, guys, you need to dial into these guys. They're going to help you with your uh, just thoughts around your money. Also, as always, we love your comments, feedbacks on the on the show. We invite you to do that. It's just a great sentiment to us and helping us kind of know what you're thinking. And uh, if you have questions about your own personal financial situation, you know, you might have some questions there. Geez, I, I am getting ready to retire or, you know, I am in retirement. I, I do have some questions. Well, go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com. A lot of great information there for you to learn what you need to learn and uh, ways that you can reach out to our firm directly as well. So thanks for dialing in. As always, as I mentioned before, it is my goal to help you with the knowledge and be empowered in such a way that you can live on purpose and live with purpose. Have a blessed one. We'll talk to you next show. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.